Hello. Hello. And welcome to the New York Mystery Machine. Time hall, but for ghosts. But for all the ghosts. Um, well, as we, as we, I'm not sure if we, did we wish people happy pride at the top of Pride Month? I thought we did, but if not. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. In the middle of Pride Month. You know what? Better time to. Do better, it. yeah. Better, better middle than. And I bring up, I bring up pride because um we got new merch alert yes we do um we i spoke about it, i think last week on the show um or maybe two weeks ago on the show i don't even know what is time what's time Flat um that someone asked if we could uh make our pride logo the 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 pride logo of the new york mystery machine into a sticker and uh we did we made 50 of them that they are limited edition and if you want to purchase your very own the easiest thing to do is to slip into our dms Oh, yeah, no. it's just the easiest way. <laughs> we don't have a lot of merch we sell on our own, so yeah. If you want to buy our original sticker or the special edition Pride sticker, the special edition Pride sticker is five. The limited, um, the regular one is three. Um, they're both for eight, I guess. That's what you get. Um, yep. but that's math. Um, <laughs> so if you want either of those, um, just slip into our DMs or email us, and um, we will send you our our memo and whatnot and then we'll send you a sticker and they're really great they're really they make me so happy yeah they're really great um so uh yeah we're, we're grateful that people wanted them i'm glad we were able to to facilitate that um and if you are one of our patrons uh i think by now or at least by tomorrow um it should be in your mailbox, it should be in your uh, mailbox. We, send, we send all of our patrons ones uh just as a thank you for supporting the show so uh, if you want to be a patron and get special random stuff sent to you throughout the year, head on over to patreon.com slash nymysterymachine for as little as $3 a month. You join the community for as little as $5 a month. You get some bonus stuff um, and onward and upward as you, you give more and more money. So we're so grateful for all of our patrons who have come through. Um, what else? What else? What, what else? else? Um, uh, oh, in addition, mm. something that I didn't talk about last week, but I, I decided to do anyway. We also have our Pride logo on a t-shirt lovely so that'll be uh that's that'll be up um it should be up by the time this releases on <laughs> below the collar.com slash ny mystery machine so um if you're interested in either of our pride shirts our queer alien shirt or just our logo um on a very nice maroon t-shirt um you got it over to below the collar.com slash ny mystery machine and you can purchase one of those as well pride merch for the world <laughs> and uh yeah 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 you know christina next week what's next week so season finale <laughs> that was a weirdly loud I didn't, I didn't like that was like the worst thing ever happened <laughs> to my ears um we're so excited uh next week is our season finale um and we are talking about new discoveries for some cases mm -hmm. from season two and season one um some theories and some fun things that general we're, updates general updates we're so excited to to get on in on that next week so make sure you stay tuned for that and uh yeah we're just really it's been a really uh it's been a really good season it's been, yeah it's been lovely so yeah this is our this is our last regular um episode next week is our finale uh, we'll hear about all those things we've covered before. And and this week we're still road tripping. And this week we are still road tripping. And I'm told, because you told us last week, that we will be road tripping even further than Pennsylvania. We are road which, tripping. For the record, this is not a point to be proud of, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it out loud but anyway. You're gonna, you're gonna say it anyway. Um I have the furthest west I have ever been uh is Amish country. That's the furthest west you've ever been. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Yeah, it's I know. Very it's sad. very sad. You should like get out more. <laughs> I don't know. Do something. Go, uh, you've never been to anywhere p past Pennsylvania? Nope. I've been in the other direction. Fair. But not in, the, in this country. Right. Fascinating. Yeah. I've been all the way to California. So that's the furthest west I've been. Got me beat by a few thousand miles. Yeah. But today. we Emotionally, spiritually, I will be traveling further today. You will be emotionally and spiritually traveling further today. Uh, today we are headed a little further west than we have ever been on on week two of our road trip series this this season. Um, we are heading to the Midwest, okay. which is the middle of the West or midway point to the West. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I hear from <laughs> the term Midwest, right, right. Um, and um, it's worth noting. It's worth. That here this season on the New York Mystery Machine, I've covered a lot of hotels. 
Yeah. This this season was like the season of hotels for Adam Mace for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I was very fascinated. I think we've done like four or five hotels this that season. That sounds possible. Um, they're really fun for hauntings. I think that's a big reason. And um, yeah, crazy things happen in the hotels. And um, so today we're going to we go to a hotel. We're going to go to a hotel. But, but, Which makes sense because we're on a road trip. But we're on a road trip, right? Where else would you stay? You have to stay in a hotel. And, um, you know, it's... It's baseball season here in America. Mm-hmm. We know some of you don't listen to the. We know some of you listen to this outside of America, right? But if you're in America, it's baseball season. Mm-hmm. And uh, the craziest thing happened to me when I was watching. Like I think I was on the MLB um, Instagram or something like that page, and I saw a clip, and it was um, they're watching a clip. They're watching clips from the a game in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and one of the players was mic'd up. Two of the players. What they do is. A player from each team gets gets a microphone sometimes, and you get to hear all the things they're saying throughout the course of the game. Yeah. And so this player has the microphone on, and you can and you can hear um, during the broadcast what he's saying. And um, so the player who's mic'd up is Mookie Betts from the LA Dodgers, and he's having a conversation with Freddie Freeman. And uh, Freeman asks, "How how'd you sleep? Anything weird?" And I was like, "Anything weird." Are you talking about anything weird? <laughs> and uh, uh, Betts responds with, "Oh no, I don't. I don't stay there. Uh, I'm at an Airbnb." And I was like, "What? Interesting." Like, say more. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah, you know your might. Come on. And then I found a clip on YouTube of an announcer mentioning very casually that the hotel that the visiting team stay in when they are facing Mo- the Milwaukee Brewers mm-hmm. is haunted. And I was like, how haunted? Yeah. Say more right now. Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking. Tell me more about this. And haunted. he didn't. And he didn't because it was so casual. He was like, yeah, and, you know, people say it's haunted. How anyway. do you just throw that out there? Three balls, uh, two strikes. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's literally what it was. It was like so like How do you just throw that out there? And I was like, well, I need to figure this out. And so I took to the internet and boom. Today we were chatting all about the hotel that has kept Major League Baseball players awake at night for decades. Oh, man. It's the Fister Hotel. Fister. P-H-I-S-T-E-R. Oh. Not how I was going to spell it. Okay. Fister, Feister. I don't know. I've been calling it the Fister. Fister feels good. Fister feels right. Um, now, worry not. We will get to the reason why Mookie Betts himself stays, spends his Milwaukee trips in an Airbnb. I'm going to guess on. because it's haunted. Well, yeah, but we'll, we'll cover, oh, okay. we'll cover sure. his, his general feelings on it. General feelings. General feelings. Um, this, now this, this is great, you guys. This is from the hotel's website. And here's the thing. I love it because I research, as you know, a lot of hotels on the show. Mm-hmm. And most of the hotels, when it says about the hotel, the language is kind of that. It's boring. Yeah. It's like a paragraph. Yeah. If it's a historic hotel, which a lot of things we talk about are, it'll talk a little bit about the history. But let me tell you something, because the about of this hotel is like one of my favorite abouts I've ever read. Okay. So this is what the hotel's website says about the hotel. Quote, as the vision of businessman Guido Fister and his son Charles, the Fister opened in 1893, billed as the Grand Hotel of the West, a welcoming and luxurious meeting place. We are proud to celebrate 130 years in 2023. Succeeding on both fronts, this historic Milwaukee hotel was the most lavish hotel of its time, costing nearly $1 million. It featured groundbreaking innovations such as fireproofing, electricity throughout the hotel, and individual thermostat controls in every room. Designed by architect Charles Koch, the hotel features a Romanesque revival design. Fast forward to 1962, when after over a half a century of operation, the Fister was showing its age. Movie theater operator Ben Marcus purchased the hotel at auction with the intent of renovating the historic Milwaukee Hotel to its original beauty. As part of the Marcus investment in the property, a new 23-story guest room tower was added in the 1960s as well. Since opening well over a century ago, the Fister has and continues to host the world's most celebrated entertainers and dignitaries. Hmm. Collected by Guido and Charles Fister, the hotel houses the largest Victorian art collection of any hotel in the world. uh, Visitors can explore explore and learn about his art collection with a self-guided tour or... A schedule or schedule a tour with the hotel's current artist in residence. They have an artist in residence at this hotel? Guided by Salve or Salve, 
I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going with salve. Uh, A philosophy of the finest hospitality, associates of the Fister carry on the legacy of excellence established by Guido and Charles over a century ago. For 130 years, the Fister Hotel has stood as an icon of prestige, history, and timeless excellence in Milwaukee. Fister associates strive to ensure that when guests arrive, they come to a warm and friendly place that is much more than a hotel. It's an experience. As Milwaukee's renowned luxury hotel, the Fister has brought history, a celebration of art, and a philosophy of exceptional hospitality to locals and visitors alike. The Fister Hotel is a member of Historic Hotels Worldwide, which is dedicated to promoting heritage and cultural and cultural travel to prestigious histor- historical treasures. The Fister Hotel is one of Milwaukee's most historic and luxurious places to stay. This is real repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> Could use a little editing. <laughs> it's been around for nearly 130 years and is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. And I can't forget the last line. It's also supposedly haunted. <laughs> the last line of the whole, this whole flourishy thing. You can tell someone was like, we need to add the haunted thing, you guys. Can you just throw it on the end of it? It's like this flourishing language. Yeah, I was going to end it. It's also supposedly haunted. I was going to, like, when you end it, we're going to end, I was going to be like, P.S. it's haunted, which is actually what they That's did. That's literally what they did. They were like, P.S. it's haunted, supposedly. That's incredible. No notes, honestly. No notes. That's Le- that's, that's Le- the way to do it. Luxurious and luxurious. And Guido, also Guido, Guido. Fister. Guido Fister. What a what a name. What a what a unique combination of names. Just Guido Fister. Or Feister. Who knows? Or really. Feister. But either way, I would have expected Guido La Manca, eh, as opposed to no, Guido Guido Fister. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Italians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is amazing. Guido Fister wanted to have the finest hotel, but unfortunately, he didn't live to see it. Oh. Um, he died during construction, and his son Charles stepped in to finish the job. Hmm. Anna Ledinois, I think that's how you spell her name. Could be Ledinois. Or Ledinois, one of the two. I don't know. I, couldn't, I looked to hear it in life, but I couldn't find it. Fair. But it's spelled L-A-R-D-I-N-O-I-S, like Illinois, Mm -hmm. or Illinois. Um, (laughs) Anyway, she's a former Fister narrator and owner of Gothic Milwaukee, which is known for its walking ghost tours. Mm. She spent a ton of time researching the history of the hotel. I found an interview with her on WUWM 89.7 FM's website. Mm -hmm. The interview was conducted by Becky Mortison. And this is a little bit from that interview. She was asked when the ghost stories began. And they apparently go back to tales told by Charles Milwaukee Sevier. Sevier was known at the time as the first white boy born in Milwaukee. That's huh. exactly the first white boy born in Milwaukee. What an, what an, what an interesting title <laughs> I know. to hold. I mean, I, I assume there was a, a first white girl born there. Right. But I assume what they really mean is non-native. Right. right. That's what but I'm getting the, from But this. the title they gave was an awkward one. It's the first very... white boy born in Milwaukee. <laughs> um, and that's why they and that's why they gave the middle name Milwaukee. Oh, OK. I was going to say that. Milwaukee means good land oh. in the native in the native tribal tongue. The native that's tri- interesting. Tongue. Tribal? Tribal. Tribe. Yeah. The native The native's tongue. Yeah, that makes sense. The local native community. The local native, the local natives. (laughs) Anyway, that title was disputed, but carried through the years. People like that's untrue. You're not the first, and then the other people were like, "I was the first. What year was he born? Early 1800s. Um, he would be interviewed throughout his life by local newspapers to speak on Milwaukee's past. Uh, in Ladernois, uh research, she found an article published on May 5th, 1893 in the Milwaukee Daily Sentinel that quotes Sylvia. Ladernois says, quote, he was talking about a time in the past when he lived in a log cabin that was on the land that it now holds the Fister. And he reminisced that it was a private burying ground. They were breaking ground for it. He went to the property to look for the bones of some of the people, and he could not find them. So that is, I think, where the legend truly began, hmm. that this hotel is built on the land that had once been graves. Wow. So that's, that's... You know, it just seems like poor planning on the Fister part. Yeah, like, don't build on graves. Don't build on graves. It's not hard. Yeah, it, it really isn't. 
Uh, or, or if you're going to, I don't know, maybe rebury them somewhere. Like, just don't be like, hey, here we go. I mean, that being said, so much of New York is built on graves. It's true. I mean, Washington Square Park is literally all. Well, that, yeah, mass grave. It's a literal well, mass grave. Well, Northern Boulevard um, is a large Matinecock uh, grave site. Ch- and chances are parts of Central Park are, as mm-hmm. it, was bar- it was built on top of a community. And a lot of farms, you know, would have buried family on the property. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, sure. I just feel like, I don't know. If you know it's a grave, if you know it's a graveyard, just. Don't build a hotel on it. It just feels like a lot more work for you. Right? It's like, this feels like work for you to do. And potentially bad for business, if it's a real bad haunting. Yeah. Bad for biz. You don't want bad for biz. Right. In any case, now, those of you hoping that I am going to just now share with you crazy, awful, tragic tales, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. (laughs) Because there really hasn't been any crazy accounts of death, murder, suicide, what have you, at the mm-hmm. hotel. Um, I looked up so much history and nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, a few weeks ago when we talked about the Chelsea, it was all horror. Like mm-hmm. the entire episode yeah. was mostly built on tragedy. Is that when I uh, freaked out? Yes. Okay, that was yeah, the that's hand. what I thought. So. That oh, was the God. Yep. Okay. Um, that whole episode is odd because that episode was mostly tragedy and cursed stuff with a minimal amount of ghosts Mm -hmm. this episode is mostly ghosts with a minimal amount of tragedy interesting yeah fascinating i think yeah all about like the the amount of um the tapestry we 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 weave on the story (laughs) differences um now there have been deaths at the hotel most hotels in the u.s actually see a startling amount of death uh each each year really yeah, in fact, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys, for the stat. I'm so sorry for the statistic I'm about to give you. But an average of 98,175 people die in hotels every year in the United States of America. What? <laughs> what? What? I mean, okay, I'm trying to put that in perspective. I guess people travel people a lot. people die in hotels. And a lot of people travel and a lot of hotels exist. So, like, maybe that's a very small percent but it sounds enormous it sounds enormous 98,000 people it's a lot of people dying a lot of people hotels. dying hotels 98,175 people on average die in hotels every year good heavens yikes the haunted tales began to rumble across major league baseball in 2001 Okay. When Adrian Beltre, who was playing for the L.A. Dodgers at the time, told Sports Illustrated that one night while he was in town playing the uh, Brewers, he heard knocking at his door while he was staying at the Fister. He also claimed to have heard pounding noises from the other side of his headboard, like a man hitting his open hands against the wood. Mm. Like. Right. To give you. I hate that. To give you a good sound effect on the show. <laughs> Next season, it's going to be all sound effects. Yeah, because I'm get that little board. We're going to get the sound back. Was it this sound. season that we spent like 15 minutes on air snapping our toes? Yes, that was the, that was the, uh, the that was the, 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 the Fox sisters <laughs> trying to snap our toes. We are. Nothing but a full experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, in addition to the pounding, the knocking at the door, the TV and air conditioner repeatedly turned on and off, on and off, on and off, and it wouldn't stop all night. Beltre resorted to taking a bat with a bat to bed with him for protection and reported that he only slept two hours over Ooh. the course of the three night stay. Yikes. Two hours? You're a baseball player. That's not good. I wonder if they won. I was gonna say, what were the stats he on the game? Probably played like shit that yeah. day. Uh but carrying it had it took a bat to him to bed because he was afraid Incredible. of something that was pounded on those walls. Honestly, this is on the manager. Manager should look into whether or not the place you're making your players say is haunted. At this point, it's it's on everyone. Because yes. by the time you're going to finish this episode, you're like, everyone needs to do better. <laughs> MLB reports on hauntings wouldn't resurface until June of 2008. So it took a while okay. from 01 to 08. Uh, but then when it starts, it, it catches steam. Okay. In June of 2008, when Carlos Gomez, who's playing for the Minnesota Twins, uh, was staying, he experienced something strange in his hotel room a day before the game. He reports he heard disembodied voices that caused Gomez to peek out of the shower. Hmm. He found no one in his room, but did see his iPod, which he left on the table across the room, switch itself on. 
Ooh. Loud static broke the quiet, and the iPod began vibrating widely, shimmying towards the edge of the table. Gomez ran over to catch it before it fell to the floor. Once he grabbed it, it switched back to music and then back to static again. Gomez turned it off, placed it back on the table, only to see the iPod repeat the same behavior. Eek. Terrible. That's horrible. Also, I'm thinking thinking back to iPods. They shouldn't have vibrated. They shouldn't vibrate. That's the, I've never the heard first, of a... That, that, this is what happened to me as I was researching. I was like, oh, it's vibrating. That's a weird thing. And I, I just... As thinking if it's a phone, right, 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 like, right. Oh wait, no. That the more you think about it, like, they didn't no, do that. They don't do that. iPods didn't do they that. They don't do that. Two thousand iPod, two thousand eight iPods didn't. They vibrate. don't do that. Also, I'm thinking about two thousand eight iPods, and didn't they have like a little switch for like the locked position? Like, I wonder if it was locked or not. I don't even know. That would be crazy. Gosh, vibrating and static. That's the other thing. Like iPods didn't do radio. No, they didn't thing. do radio. It, the, it was just music. Right. And I doubt Gomez put a bunch of static tracks on it. Right. Like, it helps you fall asleep. It's just static, white noise. It helps you warm up before the game. Yeah. But disembodied voices? No, thank you, please. Oh no, I hate that too. It's I would always get scared. Um, I think it's a good ho- a good good like horror trope where it's like your devices talk to you like oh, through yeah. through like the songs and the radio. Mm, so it's mm-hmm. like a song is telling you to beware of something. There's also like just the horror of being in the shower when this happens. Oh no, it's such a vulnerable shower. like I don't know if you're it's naked. that it relates to psycho no, yeah, or if naked. it's just I think it's a mix. Because I think I think the reason why psycho works is and that that scene is because it is such a vulnerable, horrible thing to be in that you're position naked. and then you're wet. Comes for you. There's slippery stuff around you. You can't defend yourself. No, you're screwed. <laughs> As in psycho. Right. You know, you can't defend yourself. Um, and so to to hear stuff coming out of your room. Ooh, I hate it. I don't like it. Well, Gomez would later say of the hotel quote, I'm scared to go there. They should change the hotel. Yeah, really. Everybody here doesn't like the hotel. <laughs> Why do they always put us in the same hotel when you can't sleep? Everything's scary. Everything in the hotel, the paintings and the pictures. It's a lot of old crazy stuff. No good, man. No good. I love I love Gomez. I love Gomez. He's, he gets it. He's like, "Why are we doing this?" Yeah. Yeah, why no. We, why are we doing this? Thank you for saying this, Gomez. Also, um I love that I wonder if it's the same art collection that they talked about on their website that he's saying is that's just it. creepy. That's it. Like, that's that... the same. Yeah. Well, many people are like, look at this. Look at this art. Victorian exquisite mm. art. He's like, it's some old shit. It's scary. <laughs> we said I wasn't going to scream on this episode. Yeah. Christina. Well, it's too late. I don't know how to help prevent it now. <laughs> oh, God. In May 2009, the Palm Beach Post revealed that whenever the Florida Marlins, now the Miami Marlins, stay at the Fister, at least four players demand to double up and share rooms for fear of a ghost. Oh, my gosh. Later on, in spring 2009, Brendan Ryan, while playing for the St. Louis Cardinals, said that he had a very odd experience. He claimed throughout the night, there was a moving light that kind of passed through the room. He said all the curtains were drawn, and there didn't seem to be a legit cause for the light. It was completely dark in the room except for a one glowing light that continued to go past the the across the room. He also said that every time the light passed through the room got chillier. Ooh. You don't want a chilly room with light. No. I mean I like a chilly room, don't get me wrong. We Did you say this. when the when the the light would pass him and then it got oh, chilly. I hate that. No one likes that. No, and I agree with you. The best way to sleep is to be slightly frozen. But yeah, not because like, of a an ominous light that is floating. If you're like staying, a light like an orb or a light like a like you don't a, really describe it. Okay. I would say like some sort of light. Yeah. Um <laughs> I would say some sort of light. <laughs> he would say that actually. Um yeah, if if anyone knows Adam Ace, if you sleep in the same room as Adam Ace, it gotta be cold. Mm-hmm. I firmly, so I will yeah. never experience what a chilly room with ghosts feels like because my rooms are always, always chilly. that cold. <laughs> always like me. a vampire just em- entered into the space. <laughs> it's like a ghost went through me every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that's my preferred mode. Yeah, my feet have to be out as well. For the record, I don't oh. know why anyone cares about that because I like I want. I want my feet to be really cold. Weirdly, sure. Yeah, I'll do a leg sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do a full like. Mm-hmm. I like lay in the bed and like have the left leg hanging off the bed with a full like mm-hmm. while it's cold. It's mm-hmm. a weird. Welcome to the show. It's called <laughs> How We Sleep in the Bed Machine. 
All right, well, it's still in 2009 because things are happening. And Pablo Sandoval was playing for the San Francisco Giants at the time. And he told reporters about a frightening, experiencing, a frightening experience that he had in the hotel. Pablo says, quote, I went to take a shower. Again. God. And remember putting my iPod next to the speaker. Oh, no. When I came out, it was playing music. And I have no idea why. I didn't recognize the music. I don't know what it was. Oh. He also reported that one evening he woke up at 3 a.m. and witnessed his hotel room door open and shut on its no, own. No, thank you. No, thank no, you, thank please. You. No, thank you, please. Oh, I hate that. Hotel room open, shut. Why? Oh, no. Oh, no. What are you no, doing? No. Sandoval and his teammate Edgar Renteria refused to stay with the rest of the team when they went back to Milwaukee the next year, Good 2010. Them. Good call. It's like we are staying someplace different. No, Gosh. thank you, please. Then in July 2009, so 2009, you wow. guys. 2009 is a big year for An Associated Press article included a story from a Brewers visiting clubhouse manager, Phil Rosowitz. Um, he says a rookie player reportedly told him that he had awoken in the middle of the night to discover the blinds and the window in his room were open. He shut the blinds and the window only to wake up in the morning and find them open again. Oh, I hate that. It's like... Why do ghosts need to fuck with shit? Yeah. <laughs> we spoke about this at the Marriott Marquis a few weeks yes, ago. Yes, I was thinking about the old What the is the point of you fucking with my shit? I guess to get your attention, but like to what end? Like it's not clear what you want. To what end? To what end? Now, a lot of reports seem to center on electronics. This is like the common denominator, mm-hmm. right? It is electronics, electronics. Which is not too far-fetched, right? right? We've spoken so much of how ghosts seem to, a lot of stories we spoke mm-hmm. about over the course of the last two years, two years, Christina. Crazy. On the pod. Um, sometimes have the ability to manipulate sound waves, frequencies. It makes me think of EVPs, right? Yeah, the whole idea the, that that's how you capture The whole idea of EVPs, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, uh, as well as EMF, which is electronic mm. mag- uh, magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff is kind of like, in sync with this quote-unquote spiritual world. A right. lot of spiritualists believe that there's very much a connection to those mm-hmm. things. So it's if you are one who does believe in all of this and believes in the supernatural and the spiritual world connected to the world, the actual world we live in mm-hmm. around, yeah, it makes total sense how they would be in tune yeah. with the electronic, the electromagnetic field right. that exists in, in the your world. iPod. <laughs> and, and everything, right? Right. Air conditioners and TVs yeah. and all that jazz. Reports were also arising that a lot of issues took place on around the 19th floor of the hotel. Mm. But in truth be told, a lot of these um, stories took place all over the hotel. There was no real rhyme or reason to the actual floor, which again leads many people to wonder why these things happen, Mm -hmm. where it's coming from. Right. On August 11th, 2009, Allison Jornlin of American Ghost Walks was invited to stay at the Fister Hotel as a guest of the general manager. She brought along her husband and her brother. They tried their darndest to have a paranormal experience to no avail. Hmm. They said they spent time in the grand ballroom and on the seventh floor doing some EVP recordings. They chose the seventh floor because it was abandoned at the time. It was kind of not abandoned per se. But like but nobody was staying there. It was very much yeah. very empty and it was the best spot to do EVP work. Um, they also reported that there were EMF spikes near the elevators and in the center of the floor that connects the new and the old buildings. Hmm. But those spikes can easily be explained by normal causes, yeah. electrical wiring, elevators. I mean, right. come now. They didn't see anything too weird, but Allison's camera was acting funny in the grand ballroom. She said she would turn it on with the night shot and it would immediately turn off. And the night huh. shot is gives you the ability to kind of like, you've seen, you know, night shot. It's right. usually a green, green type oh, thing. Yeah. And sometimes you're able to pick up things in that kind of spec- spectrum mm-hmm. as opposed to regular um, sites, especially when you're in a darkened room. Right. A lot of times when people are doing... Uh, ghost hunts or or cryptid know, crypt things. Hunting. They're 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 rocking a night vision type uh, setting on their cameras. So she would try to turn hers on, and it would just say nope. Turn off immediately. Okay. Weird. Um, she did it a bunch of times. Um, it happened to her the first time when they went in, and the second time uh, when she crossed the threshold. Um, that was just about it for them. The electronic uh, issues was the only um, kind of interesting okay. piece of their journey which is fine right like sure you get stuff sometimes you don't 
so often when you're out looking for ghosts, you don't come out. Yeah. When you don't want to deal with them. That's when they like, oh, hey, I'm here. Right. I was going to say it's sort of funny, too, because like it's you could interpret the going the, the camera situation as being like, nope, don't want to play tonight. Nope. I said I don't want to play. Nope. I, I said, said I don't want to. Now. <laughs> Gosh, darn it. Yeah. Do you know who I am? No, no one knows who you are. That's the problem. That's the, that's the point. We of this, are actually. trying to figure it the fuck out. Do you want? Do you want to share for the rest of the class? Now, C.J. Wilson of the Texas Rangers revealed the most detailed account of paranormal activity at the Fister to date. On June fifteenth, two thousand ten, during an interview with ESPN Radio, he said the following: "Quote: I've had lots of experiences there. I was on the computer one night doing my typical shtick, surfing the web." sending an email, editing a photo, and then, all of a sudden, the lights started flickering. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be so pissed if my computer dies. Then the light just shuts off. And then the TV shuts off. And then the light turns back on. But the light at the front door turns off. And I just yelled out, really? Mm -hmm. Literally, CJ, you and me are, are, are kindred spirits. I tell you why. Because I told a story, I think last year on the show, the first show. Yeah. Or maybe not. I, I, I may not even told the story. I, who knows if I even told the story. But when I was staying in Philadelphia, doing some theater in Philly, and I was living in Philadelphia, I was in a very old building that had been redone. Um, and what they did was basically redo the bottom floor and the outside. But most of the interior was like the same kind of feel. They just kind of put a fresh paint over it. Very haunted. Mm-hmm. I had a very haunted room. It was a studio and it was so haunted. And one night, the door kept opening and shutting. Hate that. And I got, I knew there was a ghost in this room. I had been there at this point for like over a month. And I had like, I got to bed late, had to wake up early to go to the theater. And I was just like, enough, dude. (laughs) And it stopped. That's incredible. So I get you, CJ. I'm amazed. Sometimes you yell at ghosts. They'll either be angry or they'll be like, all right, cool. I, I'm i amazed by people who can keep that presence of mind in the I like, wasn't in, at in first because I had, but it, it, it progressed for me. Yeah. I guess if. Like I was hearing stuff so often. Yeah. Like the first few weeks, it was like rattling me. Was, yeah. Oh, God, don't. Why is this? Mm. Like I, I'm not like per se. I wasn't threatened, right? Like, right. nothing was ever felt like... I'm not sure if we spoke about this on the first episode or not. But, mm. like, I never felt threatened. Yeah. Um, but I always felt like something was there. And that. this one night, it was just unrelentless. And it wasn't like, open, shut, open, shut. Uh-huh. It was just like... It was just like barely. It was like the... It was a bat... The, the, oh, there was that. a door, a small walk-in closet, and then the bathroom. Like, that was the situation. And so the bathroom door just kept going... Oh, I hate that. And there was like no wind. I was like in one of the yeah. spots of the. There was like no windows. I would still be too freaked out to even like shout at it. I don't know. Maybe if you're if you're I exposed for so long tired. enough. I was so tired. Anywho, it reminds me. There's a story of a yeoman warder in, in the Tower of London who heard it when he was stopped to tie his shoe one night when doing the rounds, and uh, he heard a voice saying, "It's only me and you here. It's only me and oh my you." God. And apparently, he, his response was, "As soon as I get the shoe tied, it's only going to be you here." Anywho, back to CJ. <laughs> <laughs> he then went on to say, quote, I have this thing with ghosts. Just engage with them or confront them. I get it, CJ. Just say, hey, man, I'm here to chill out. I'm just here to send some emails. No big deal. Just leave me alone. So after that, I went back to whatever I was doing on the computer. But then 30 minutes later, they're scratching on the walls. Oh, no. Now I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's the Midwest. There could be a possum or something in the wall, right? That's possible, ain't it? All I knew was that there was definitely noises coming from the wall. I just said out loud again, can you please just leave me alone? I'm really trying to work here. At this point, I'm on edge. I'm literally looking to see if there are people in the hallway, if someone's trying to pull something. We'll do that sometimes, take a guy's key card, hide in the closet or behind the shower and jump out. But then the lights really start to go crazy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't want anything from you. Leave me alone. Or write it down. Write down what you want. I can't communicate with you through lights. CJ, CJ. I get you. I'm with you. I'm so with she. I don't know. I don't know CJ Wilson at, at all in life. But, but maybe you should be friends. But in this moment, I was like, I get it. I totally get it, dude. The next day, 
we all show up at the park and everyone has this uneasy feeling, like we had bad Chinese food or something. I said to one of my teammates, you wouldn't believe this shit that was going in my hotel room last night. Another guy said, oh my God, are you talking about that shit you heard? Everybody has a story. One Jew gets locked out of his bathroom and he had to get the hotel to get him out. Another guy had the lights turn off when he was in the shower. Another guy saw something. I don't get terribly concerned unless things are shattering in the room, so it was fine. I don't get that much sleep anyway. But you just get a vibe when you walk in. It almost feels like you're in Prague or something, very gothic. Mm -hmm. Lots of enamel, crosswalks, and atriums everywhere. Being on the road so much, we're used to the standard cookie-cutter place, but this hotel totally stands alone. Wow. CJ. Everybody everybody had an experience that night. That's interesting. That that's the the most detailed story about yeah. this 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 thing in two thousand ten. Wow. Now other uh teammates experienced similar problems with the lighting and one was locked out of his bathroom as we heard. Uh Kobe Lewis awoke at about one thirty AM and saw a frightening skeletal apparition in his room. Afterward, Kobe Lewis asked CJ to fill in for him on the previously scheduled radio interview with ESPN and so far has not spoken publicly about his experiences at the Fister. In all, according to Wilson, four or five guys had odd experiences on various floors. Wow. So various floors. Not localized, yeah. No, that's not localized. And um, it only gets creepier. As, oh, as a, great. We're only in 2010. Great. And, you know, there's still so much, so much years to go. We've got 13 of them, in fact. So let's get through it. But before we do, let's take a break. You know, keep the lights on and whatnot. Before <laughs> the ghost turns them off. We'll be right back. The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you. That's right. Head on over to our Patreon, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing. By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff, such as mini-episodes, swag, exclusive playlists, and more. Head to www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine to find out more and become a patron. That's www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine and join our ever-growing community today. All right, we're back. We're talking about the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Don't you know? Didn't we have a light situation in here? We had a light situation once. Did it turn off? What was it? It was turned off while we were talking about ghosts or something. We were talking about ghosts and yeah, like I hated the light that. turned off. Hated that. I don't know what light it was. Is it main, this main I light? It had to be this light. Yeah, it was weird. Or flickered. It flickered. Yeah, it didn't I didn't like off. it. Christina didn't like it. I think it happened live. It, I it's think it one, did. It's one of the I episodes think it is. of the season. I think I made like you take stopped. out the whole... <laughs> we stopped and it was like a legitimate... Like, well, so you guys, our light just flickered while we were talking about ghosts. In 2011, let's progress on through the decade. Woohoo. Um... Michael Young had an experience that he also reported to ESPN in 2013. He was playing for the Philadelphia Phillies at the time, and he said, quote, Oh, fuck that place. Hip. Listen, I'm not someone who spreads ghost stories, so I, if I'm telling you this, it happened. A couple of years ago, I was lying in bed after a night game, and I was out. My room was locked, but I heard these footsteps in my room, stomping around. I heard all these stories about this hotel, so I was wide awake at this point, and then I heard it again, footsteps on the floor. So I yelled out, Hey, make yourself at home. Hang out. Have a seat. (laughs) But do not wake me up, okay? After that, I didn't hear a thing for the rest of the night. I just let him know he was welcome, that we could be pals, that he could marinate in there for as long as he needed to, just as long as he didn't wake me up. I love all these baseball players talking talking to the ghosts. Like, make yourself at home. Just do it. Bryce Harper... uh, who, who currently plays for the Phillies, spoke of the experience he had in 2012 when he was playing for the Nationals. Bryce said, quote, One time last summer before I went to sleep, I laid a pair of jeans and a shirt on a table at the foot of the bed. Those things in a hotel that you sit on to put your shoes on, I just laid them out. Simple as that. When I woke up in the morning, I swear, I swear on everything. 
The clothes were on the floor, and that table was on the opposite side of the room against the wall. I was so flustered. I honestly thought there might be someone in my room. I had no idea what the hell just happened. So I actually looked around, and then I checked to see if the door was still latched. And it was. He requested a new room the next morning. I've just gotten out of the damn hotel. God, it's gonna go. Betty Joe is gonna go. Gosh. Also reported on ESPN, Brandon Phillips spoke of an experience he had in 2013 while playing for the Cincinnati Reds. Brandon said, quote, We play Milwaukee a lot, but I remember one time I came into the room and just sat on the bed. Then for some reason, the damn radio turned on. So I turned it off, got in the shower. When I was done, that motherfucker had turned it back on. <laughs> I like this sort of like roommate intimate relationship they have with like, their ghosts. Just like, I just, I'm tired. We play a lot of baseball. Stop. I don't got time for this. Don't have time for this. In 2016, G Man Choi uh, claimed that he's seen ghosts before. Mm. And so he felt one his first night at the Fister when he was in town with the Angels in 2016. Though he said though he said his sleep was, quote, not good because of the restless spirits, he also said he feels comfortable when ghosts are present. Quote, I was scared at first, so I didn't want to open my eyes. I dealt with that a lot more times after that. Hmm. Those other times included once when Choi was laying on his side and felt a spirit crawl up behind him no, to thank hug you. him and whispered Mm-mm. in his ear. Oh, no. Oh, what? no. What? Oh, no. What was the whisper? What did, what they, they didn't say? Oh, wow. He didn't say. I, I hate that. I hate the... I, like, I was going to say, what a weird thing to just like crawl in and start spooning the guy. Hey, buddy. No. Do you want to... No. Do you need more blanket? Oh. Here's some more blanket. Oh God! Kiss him on the forehead, on the back of the head. So weird. I hate it. Uh, Also, in 2016, former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle explained that though he has not seen a ghost, he did have a player call him because the ghost had turned on his TV twice in one night. (laughs) "Quote: I actually had him come into my room, not to sleep. I settled him down, went back to his room, sat with him for a while. Then he said the TV did not come back on, so I exited. Everything was okay." It's real to some people. There's no doubt. I'm absolutely positive that I don't want to name names, but that guy's still playing. In 2016, former Rockies and current Rangers pitcher John Gray got to investigate the hotel. He's a bit of an amateur ghost hunter. He didn't have any crazy experiences. All he was really doing was actually scanning more than like doing the whole like sit down EVPs. Mm. So he had his like EMF and his all that jazz, but nothing out of crazy ordinary happened to him while he was investigating. It's funny. It seems like when you're actively looking for these particular ghosts, they're like, no, that's not as much fun. In 2018, when the Cardinals were in Milwaukee, Carlos Martinez posted a video to Instagram saying that he couldn't sleep in his room because of a free-floating, full-torso, vaporous apparition. Oh, no. Same with outfielder Marcelo Zuna. So the two of them, along with Tommy Pham and some Cardinal coaches, headed to Francisco Pena's room for comfort. In the video, he is speaking Spanish and says, quote, We are here in Milwaukee. I just saw a ghost. In Ozuna's room, he saw another one. We are all here. We're all in Pinita's room. We're all stuck here. We're going to sleep together. The ghost shows again. We're all going to fight together. I, <laughs> I want to know what their fight plan was. Like, what are they? Right. I want to know. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Sw- you th- run your bat through it and just go through the go through the ghost. Oh, damn it. That's. <sighs> I do. I do love the safety and numbers mentality, though. I would do that. I would absolutely want like oh ten other people yeah, with no. me. Don't know what the fight plan is, but but you're all together. Yeah. Least. So like, it's better than being alone, right? Yeah. In theory. Um, that brings us to 2023. Okay. Oh wow. We're here. Wow. Okay. I know you worried that we wouldn't ever get here, but here we are. Here we are. Brent Rooker of the Oakland Athletics recently spoke about his experience at the hotel while staying there this current season. He tweeted recently, "Quote." I'll have it on like Golf Channel and I'll be on my laptop looking down. I look back up, it's on QVC or some other channel that is definitely not the Golf Channel. <laughs> Rooker, Rooker said to MLB.com, that's happened a few times. 
times. I fell asleep with it on one night and woke up at like 4 a.m. and it was off, which I figured was just like a sleep timer. Mm. Woke back up at 7.30 or 8 a.m., it's back on and on a different channel than I had fallen asleep with it on. It's just kind of small stuff like that. I'm more than happy to let them choose their channel as long as they're cool otherwise. Hmm. Everyone's, we all want to be cool here, you guys. We just, yeah, we want it to be cool. That's what we want. Fair. And as for Mookie Betts. Yes, this is what I'm waiting for. Where this all began. He didn't experience anything specific that drove him out of the hotel. He said he stayed at the Fister before, but could never sleep. Mm. Every noise, he'd be like, is that something? So he elects not sleep there. Smart. 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 I get that. Absolutely. This is is my strategy. If I went to the Fister, my brain would be like not turning off. Oh, no. So I'm like, wait, something here? Maybe it's not? Yeah, no, no. I totally respect the, the, the plan. Uh, MLB players would be happy to know that it's not just baseball players dealing with the hauntings. Actor Joey Lawrence claimed during his stay there in 2006 that he was awakened in the night by lights and sounds coming from his daughter's toys. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? I hate that. I will Don't say, chucky me. Don't ma- chucky mom, me. Mama Nelly has had some toys in the classroom next week, Next season, you guys, we're... We have gonna get Mominelli on the we show. We have clued you in to the tales of Mominelli. <laughs> there is going to be a full episode with Mominelli in the studio telling yeah. our stories. Yeah. Telling her stories. I don't want her to tell Christina them because Christina won't do them justice, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I think we need Mominelli in studio yeah. sharing terrors from Mominelli. And you know, it runs the gamut. It's not just ghosts with Mominelli. You get some other things too. I know the aliens are aliens, here last week, yep, so yep. You, you you want to come back for season three. You want to come back for season three. You got to come back for season three. Come, come for the hotel, hotel ghost. ghost. Stay for <laughs> stay for Mominelli's aliens. Oh god, we're gonna do a sandwich after her soon. It's gonna happen. <gasps> um, and uh, in the summer of 2021, musician Megan Thee Stallion was in town for Summerfest. She and her entourage did some posts about the ghost hunting a ghost hunting experience that they did in the hotel. She edited the video like the Blair Witch, which is really <laughs> great. Uh, and here are some clips. Oh, man. Okay, so apparently we are staying in the most haunted hotel in Milwaukee. And this is like one of the top haunted places, most haunted places in America. Why the fuck would they book me at this hotel? How do you feel about staying in one of the most haunted places in Milwaukee? One of the most haunted places in the world. I'm actually kind of petrified because I'm actually staying overnight. So if I go missing, just know I love you. Why would you put us at this hotel? I, the ghosts aren't going to bother you unless you have good bad vibes. So as long as you have good vibes, the ghosts are friendly. They're spirits. Some of you bitches will be fucked in here. <laughs> you about to walk in the hallway because I heard that's where the most shit go down. Bitch, not I look like a ghost. Uh-uh, what one? I'll do one hit. <laughs> but for real, I'm about to walk in the hallway. They say that she be going down in the hallway, down on the second floor. I think I'm finna send Coochie down there. <laughs> we, I need you to see what's going on. Okay. Stay fucking tuned. <laughs> Amazing. Megan Thee Stallion, national treasure. National treasure. National treasure. I, I I feel them in terms of like why would why would you why would you book your baseball player? Why would yeah. you book her at this studio? Um studio at this hotel. Um I will say that uh having done this show now for almost two years, um I Ed and I have been talking about like, oh, what if we go away just for like a weekend somewhere, you know, someplace sort of local. And every time I look at a place, I'm like, no, that's too close to Pine Bush. We'll get abducted. Nope. Nope. There was a giant murder over here. No, I'm, I don't oh, want I'm to. So I've just begun I'm looking so at all these places going, nope. Care. Haunting, murder, alien, Bigfoot sightings, sometimes linked to aliens. Can't can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. Well, in addition to baseball teams, Joy Lawrence and Megan Thee Stallion, the Fister has hosted every U.S. president since William McKinley. Really? Elvis stayed there in 1977, just four months before he died. So, who is the ghost waking up celebrities and freaking out baseball players? Yeah. According to uh, Lardinois, 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 all signs point to Charles Fister himself, the son of Guido. Because uh, Guido died before the, the hotel was completed. Right. She says Charles Fister is so closely connected with this hotel, he becomes kind of a spokes ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you had 
to have a ghost in the hotel, I can't think of a better one than Charles Fister because Charles Fister, it appears, just wants you to have an amazing time in his hotel and he wants the hometown baseball team to win. I think the legend is a delightful one, especially when you think of the things that it could be, you know? It's not a Chelba murder, mm-hmm. it's not anything gruesome. If you think of the Fister ghost as Charles Fister just with a careful eye watching over his hotel, it's actually quite delightful. You know, I like that interpretation. I also really like the, the the interpretation of the motivation that he just wants to fuck with the baseball players yeah. so that the home team wins. The home team wins all the time. I respect that. And there you have the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wow. Who knew? Who knew? I love. I I don't. I don't love any of the hauntings, but I do love. The delightful interpretation of the haunting. Love the delightful interpretation. Well, if you have any thoughts or theories about this, we won't be able to cover it this season because that episode is going to be recorded. We're basically done. It's going to be recorded next. Yeah, next. But um, let us know. We'll report it next next year. We'll talk about it on the show next. Oh season. man. Um. Yeah. So be sure to uh, hit us up on our socials at NY Mystery Machine at the uh, Instagram and at on the the Facebook and at on the TikTok or at NY Mysteries on the Twitter. You can email us, uh, nymysterymachine at gmail.com if you want to purchase those limited edition, shiny, wonderful. They're very pretty. I'm looking at one right now. They're currently on the Instagram. The picture is on the Instagram. So if you want to get one of those for just five little dollars, no shipping. No, I mean, when they're gone, they're gone. I mean, I'll just—I have stamps. I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll, I'll ship them myself. Look at you. Um, yeah, you reach out to us on Instagram or email, and we'll get one to your mailbox. Um, next week is the season finale, season two finale. I can't believe it's here so, so soon. So, um, we'll be talking all about your theory, some stuff we found out and, um, just wrapping up this wonderful second season. So we'll see you next week. I've been Adam Ace. I've been Christina Marinelli. And thank you for taking a ride on this long journey to the Midwest (laughs) on the New York Missing Machine. Time to hop at four coasts.